TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your life. We've always taken mums the word to mean keeping things to ourselves. Well, this is no longer the case as we provide mums with the natural, honest, and reliable resources they need from experts and other mums to keep their families happy, healthy, and safe. Be prepared to use your passion for parenting to empower yourself with the knowledge of choice. Welcome to Mums the Word with your host, mum and chiropractor, Kaz Jaff. Thanks again for tuning in and hello everybody. We have this week Nicole Moore and we're discussing the transformative work of birth into being, work that was made famous initially by Elena Tonetti, who's also a famous filmmaker and made the film Birth As We Know It. And Nicole is a seeker, storyteller, artist, oxytocin enthusiast, birth passionista and a provocateur. She lives in a world of sustainable, curious co-creation and most enjoys sharing unique transformative experiences in a field of safety and connection. Nicole brings many arts to her work with groups and individuals via the birth into being work, spiritual preparation for conception, birth and conscious evolution. I'm very much looking forward to your feedback on this episode and uh, see you next week. Enjoy. Good morning, Nicole. So happy to have you on the podcast. Uh, could you please tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Um, thanks for having me. It's really nice to be here as well. And uh, a little bit about me. Well, I am obviously Australian. Uh, I live on the mid-north coast of New South Wales uh, on a, you know, what natural living kind of community where our, you know, we're a land sharing cooperative and that's an amazing experience. Uh, in itself and it gives me lots of um, material to work with in my inner life. Uh, I'm on the coast so I'm very much a beach lover as is the rest of my family. I'm mama of two. My 13-year-old son is a surfer and my 11-year-old daughter plays soccer and, you know, loves both of them uh, uh, at the Steiner School and really enjoy that and yeah, I'm kind of um yeah, very very happy here in my situation. We've got a home that we built. I'm sort of looking out the window down at a beautiful dam. Uh yeah, I think and when people from, think about Australia, you're actually explaining the Australian dream. <laughs> you know, for I'm our global actually, listeners. Yeah, well, I was formulating thoughts about that actually because I was going to use that to sort of lead into um, you know, a bit of my my personal story, which is that, yeah, like I live basically in paradise um, and, you know, very much getting the opportunity to live the ideals that um, that I hold and that a lot of people hold uh, around community and, and sharing and low imprint or, you know, low footprint lifestyle Um you know, sometimes my daughter goes a bit sort of glam on me and complains about the composting toilet. But otherwise, you know, we're very happy with, um, you know, what some people would describe as rustic, but it's actually quite comfortable. We have a, a composting toilet that's separate from the house and we've built this beautiful house. We're completely off the grid. Um, you know, the bathroom is beautiful and it overlooks the valley. Uh, we sort of yeah, only just recently put doors on that to uh, give the children some space. But prior to that, you know, everything's dried by the sun and the weather here is amazing. And uh, like I said, we're on the beach, so we fish a lot and it's lovely. And as a young mother, 
uh, I was still having lots of difficulties with finding my peace, even though I have this amazing setting. Sometimes I would, you know, walk on this incredible beach and it's like a big giant stage and, you know, because we would watch our friends from a distance and you could see that they were going through stuff while they were talking or you'd see another person doing yoga and and you'd often visualise this beach as a stage and um, (laughs) all of our lives unfolding there and and I was quite um, challenged in my early mothering because all of my own mother issues and family issues rose right up to the surface because uh, having chosen this lifestyle, which is not easy for everyone in the family to embrace, and also geographically removing myself from both my parents and also from my partner's parents, um, yeah, it meant that I got very little support. And of course, that brought up all sorts of childhood issues. And so into this environment of, you know, a mother struggling to give as much of herself as possible to two gorgeous little children um, enters Elena Tanetti Vladimirova who came out here to Australia to do a bunch of workshops and I was hosting her. And the work that I did with her, which is the birth into being method and it's known as limbic imprint recoding, um, totally changed the trajectory of my life because I went on to do, you know, I did a a weekend workshop with her, which was amazing and got to hang out for a week. But then it was when I did um, a full-blown training where we got to do all this work about the sort of early stages of life and do all this kind of, um, you know, dramatic play and reenactments and, you know, real process work um, in a completely supported environment, I got to completely shift all of my imprints around my early childhood and it made being a mother so much easier. So, and life just so much better, you know, because there's a whole bunch of shit that I was carrying around that I've managed to um, move and shift and let go of. So, it now means that I'm free to enjoy this paradise and, um, yeah, it's why I share about limbic imprint recoding and it's why I run workshops and do sessions with people and stuff because uh, I have personally experienced the the shifts that are possible and, you know, if people are up for this sort of stuff and they've, you know, done lots of other things and they're looking for something that's really going to, you know, make that, transition for them um i want to be able to offer it so yeah that's my story sounds very inspiring um of course i'm sitting on the edge of my seat now to know a lot more and as i'm sure the listeners are too tell us about the work and and what someone um who hears that oh that's for me could expect Mm. one big question isn't it Yeah, well, that that's a really broad question too because, you know, what they can expect, it's very much about their own involvement in the process. It's not something that as a facilitator, you know, I can just kind of hand over. Mm-hmm. Um, I can certainly facilitate uh, that, that transition or shift, but, you know, everybody comes to it with their own degree of willingness or not. I mean, I, I do find that it's fairly self-selective work. People don't, uh, you know bring themselves you know take the time to bring themselves to a workshop or organize a private session online if they're not 
willing, mm-hmm. you know. So that's where um, their own intention comes into it. Uh, and also people have differing degrees of staff that they're working with and, and yeah, readiness to take it to a core level or not. You know, some people it's enough just to touch on it and to remember that it's there and kind of be honest with yourself about, yes, there's that pain, uh, yep, there's that thing and, you know, just get comfortable with, with only just touching it whereas other people are ready to kind of dive in and remove the splinter, so to speak. So you know, is, it, like, is it more related to feelings that your mother had while she was pregnant when you talk about limbic imprinting? Could you go into that a little bit more? just so that Sure. Is, um, and also for myself, really uh, understand it a bit more clearly. Sure. So basically from the time of uh, conception, you know, just some short weeks after that, they say that by nine weeks there are, you know, thousands of neurons connecting and um, forming at any given moment. Uh, so in between, you know, zero and nine weeks, uh, there is definitely a moment at which the nervous system starts to be built. And, you know, if depending on where you sit in the you know, in your belief system around energy as well, you know, there might also be the energy of creation, the the environment, the sort of field in which conception took place between your parents and, you know, their intention. And that becomes mostly obvious when it, you know, when you're dealing with the not so um, blissful experiences of conception like rape and so on, um, you know, can be a strong energy. And uh, so, yeah, whether or not people believe in in that sort of stuff um, is up to them. But, yeah, you can either begin working with the energies preconception or in your very, very early gestation when the nervous system starts to develop, basically the experiences and the hormones and the neurotransmitters that are activated by your mother are communicated through to you just by the fact that you're there in her body and your very nervous system is forming at the same time that it's experiencing. So anything that it experiences with regularity or any type of habit, you know, like a particular state of being, like let's imagine that your mother is like completely in love with her partner and they're always making love and they're just so beautiful together. There's so much loving touch and she's relaxed and happy and so glad to be pregnant. You know, imagine what it would be like to be growing in that, you know, you'd just be like this little bliss baby. Um, and then there's the opposite, which is, you know, the, all of the stress hormones that um, travel with great ease. You know, human, humans seem to have some sort of a bias towards experiencing stress. Like we really, there's a lot of ease around that pathway and that may be linked to our um our beginnings as a species where we had to be so much more sort of survival conscious, you know, so our nervous systems are geared towards flight or fight and hypervigilance and those sorts of things. 
So, um, yeah, that's when the limbic imprint begins and it continues to develop right throughout gestation. There is obviously the peak experience of birth and uh, then there's early life where every experience is new and the child is just, you know, sponge-like in their capacity to absorb information and, of course, even in these early stages of life, this is absolute non-cognitive kind of absorption and it's not something that that person will ever be able to adequately kind of articulate, you know, is the, the level of absorption of that experience. And, yeah, that's why gentle birth is so popular and so necessary as well is because people are beginning to understand, you know, that this early time is so, so important in the creation of life and uh, of an individual. So when we talk about limbic imprint recoding, that's about going in there with intention and awareness and, you know, as an adult going in and giving your nervous system, using your intention and your knowledge of plasticity and what's the word for it, malleability of the psyche, going in there and and giving yourself new experiences that you open up to and you absorb and you process and integrate into your body and um, into your cellular memory. Yeah, yeah. A big question coming up for me while you're talking about this is what if I don't know what my mum experienced at the time and I feel, let's say I feel pretty stable or... That's okay. And and, uh, do you need to know that for the work? No, you don't. No, you don't. Um, So the big social context of that is that birth practices have really changed. And if you're, you know, in your 30s and beyond, uh, chances are you had a pretty high interventionist birth. Not to say that's not for everyone. And some of the, you know, there was also millions of natural births that took place wherever and have been, you know, great for people. It can always get better. So when you, even if you had a great experience, you can still do limbic imprint recoding work and broaden your experience and like really give it to yourself, you know, this incredible gift of just having the most, um, the most awesome entry to life that you could possibly imagine. Like the process itself is actually really juicy and yummy and very, very creative. Uh, It's creative for me as the facilitator, you know, I generally respond to what has presented in the room, you know, in an opening circle or a check-in with someone. Uh, but the the you know, it's a guided visualization at its core with a whole bunch of steps beforehand, but um, to to really increase absorption of the experience. But um, yeah, it's basically a guided visualization that, uh, yeah, can be as juicy and as yummy as you can possibly, possibly imagine. And for every person that will be different. So the idea is that you basically create a new story? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's the name of uh, a course that I'm working with and working on is Rewrite Your Story. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's supposed to um, obviously stick and, you know, a lot of the emotional baggage then drops away or, I mean, how does the process go? Yeah. I mean, obviously it's hard to go through it, everyone's yeah, individual well, and it takes time, but you yeah. would then recreate a story of either how it was for you in the womb or how it was for you coming into the world and then all those sort of, let's say, challenges. Yeah. I mean, how does that, how do people experience that? So, so first up, you know, it's, whilst we call it a story, uh, it's also like we're going into an experience so rather than just seeing it as, you know, creating a story, it's an experience that you so, – sometimes people don't even remember. I'm sure majority of the time they don't remember. Yeah, you know, where they've been and what they've experienced in the visualisation. But um, they've opened up to an experience on a cellular level and that creates a shift. And sometimes it's quite rapid for people, you know, that's something that they've been – sort of having a blockage to or whatever will, will open up, you know. Um, that happens in regards to conception a lot with this work. But, um, yeah, the, the yeah, more than it being a story that sticks, it's more like the, an experience is had by the body and the nervous system and that creates lasting change. And it can be built upon. So after an experience like this, so, you know, it's like a peak experience, uh, and then you work with the material that has arisen through that process. And there are integration techniques. You know, nobody's kind of like leaving very fast after an experience like this. And there's generally writing and talking and sharing or, you know, I'm always... Um, requesting that people don't do anything after a process like this as well, but rather just go and have a bath or, um, you know, that's why retreats work really well (laughs) with this work because people are like away from their life. They don't have to sort of jump in the car and go and pick up the kids, you know, after a session, unless, of course, they do it at home. But, uh, yeah, you know, how deep this kind of a... um, a process impacts you is is up to also the person how much they really give it their loving attention do they journal about it that night do they dream about it do they maybe you know a couple of days later do a drawing that you know one of the visuals you know like really bringing it into their life and into their nervous system so and yeah, where, like where, I said, that's why retreats work beautifully. Absolutely. They, don't, they have to reintegrate to reality straight away. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. And, and all of that helps to bring it in. Yeah, of course, if you, you know, sit in it for a while. Mm. Um, where does her movie come into play with this work? Elena's movie. Yeah. Uh, so it was released in 2006. It's called Birth As We Know It. And it's a total game changer film uh, about conscious birth. And... Yeah, she's the founder of Birth Into Being and came up with all of these processes for limbic imprint recoding. It's all completely aligned with, you know, 30-plus years of research in pre- and perinatal psychology and there's, you know, all sorts of experts and uh, professors that can talk about this work. 
she made this film and it um it became very famous quite quickly because there's a woman in there amber who has an orgasmic birth and that footage has then gone on to be used in every other film about orgasmic birth because elena is uh extremely generous and it's the, the footage is game changing this is the and- black sea uh, the Black Sea footage is in the film, but I'm talking particularly about the uh, home water birth of a woman called Amber who has this incredible orgasm in the bath. Gotcha. And you you know the, the footage? I have seen she the has, film and I've seen a lot yeah. of the birth films. I didn't know they were all connected. Um, you do see some of them over and over, so now it makes sense. Yeah, well, this footage of Amber's is particularly amazing. You know, she has this rolling orgasm right there straight to camera. And there's absolutely, you know, you're in, you're at her birth and you're seeing her having her contractions and everything. And then all of a sudden she's having this mind-blowing orgasm. And it's beautiful. Like I cried, I think, the first time I saw it. You know, it's just so touching and amazing. And it's a bit like, uh, you know, I felt when I saw that footage, like, wow, this will change the face of birth as we know it. And it has in a way because it's it's brought this orgasmic birth element in which, you know, some people complain because they say it gives another bar for people to reach, you know, another sort of thing to aspire to when actually they need to, you know, accept and surrender. Um, but it has also brought like this far end of the spectrum of possibility about pleasurable birth. And so that's great, you know, and it's made it, it's made people who have experienced orgasmic births feel really good and safe about what happened to them, um, which there may not have been a context for before it became really popular. And, you know, anyway, so that's Birth As We Know It. It's an amazing film. It's a call to conscious birth and it's also a call to conscious evolution and it talks about limbic imprint recoding and um, how women can work on themselves through this this recoding methods um, to clear their own sort of birthing history, you know, to clear the trauma of previous generations and, um, yeah, come into birth fresh and new and with, you know, trust and hope and, you know, and really go into it knowing and expecting that they can have a pleasurable experience. So it's a great film, total game changer, as is, you know, the, that particular segment that I was talking about. And, yeah, when I saw – I'm a filmmaker and I, when I saw that film, uh, it made me sort of press pause on a project that I was gestating and it was also the impetus for me to meet Elena and that's been totally game-changing for me personally. So Amazing. So I just want to be clear, the work birth into being that, that you do and facilitate, is that something that you would do when you were pregnant um, and about to have a baby and wanted to sort of change your whole mindset around your impending birth or is this open to anyone, male, female, anywhere along the spectrum, um, just, so, just so that I'm, I'm clear yeah. and also the listeners as well? Yep, yep. It's a great question. And yeah, it's, it is potentially a bit confusing because, you know, I sort of cross realms as I talk and that's because I'm terrible at marketing and terrible at niching. <laughs> but anyway. You're very passionate about what you do. So that's good. Uh, yeah. The, the, uh, the truthful answer is that it's actually for everyone mm-hmm. because we have all been born 
And so, you know, but not everybody's ready for this kind of work and not everybody's open to it. And openness is a big part of it. You know, you can't drag someone along to a workshop and, you know, hey, we're going to look at your inner life, you know. Mm-hmm. So whilst it's good for everyone, clearly not everybody is going to be into it. It is quite a, a modality that is quite... Um, you know, it's a deep dive and, yeah, people who are just beginning on their path, probably not drawn to it. You know, it's for seekers who have tried lots of different things and are still kind of seeing patterns in their experiences and seeing, um, yeah, seeing that they still need to do work no matter that they've spent 20 years on the meditation cushion or whatever. Uh and it's also amazing for people who are approaching conception, wanting to clear themselves of past traumas, of difficult childhoods, of, you know, pain that they're holding on to in their body because they, you know, really want to open themselves up to bringing a baby in into the most, um, you know, peaceful, loving, calm environment that they can. And that might mean getting a few of their own demons out of the way. So there's them or they're wanting to connect as a couple. Some people, if they're having difficulty with conception, you know, turning that journey into something sacred. If they're on the IVF path, they may want to really sort of bring in a lot of conscious awareness and intention and keep the journey one of connection. Because whilst I've not done IVF myself, um, a lot of people talk about the disconnection that it brings um, from oneself and one's partner, from the spiritual aspects of it. Uh, So it's for those people. And it's also for couples that are pregnant. It is wonderful preparation for birth. And like we touched on before, it doesn't mean that you have to have had a terrible entry to life or a really traumatic previous birth to benefit from this work it's for people who are approaching birth first time as well uh it generate you know the processes that we do of which there are sort of 20 odd to choose from uh as well as the the recoding that i talked about before that is the primary process um but yeah, all these different processes that we do can really bring a woman and a man into a place of empowerment and readiness for birth where there's, um, you know, feelings of connection with the energy of birth itself because they've done all this work on their own birth. So in that connection with birth itself, there's like there's a lot of trust and, you know, it's really their love is really accessible too. So it's great for couples, you know, couples that do this work together. They're just, you know, and I just love being in workshops with them because you just see love beams shooting between them. It's so beautiful. And where Uh, where does the story, it comes in from conception, you said, or it comes in more from, you said, about seven weeks after conception is where people need to think back to? Yeah, but like I said as well, when you asked, you know, do you need to know what happened? No, you don't need to know about exactly what happened in your own life. For some people, they enjoy to sort of ruminate in what they know 
to be true and other people it's about feeling. Yeah. It's about feeling where where do they feel a sense of lack and what when they follow that thread right back to its core, what is the core belief behind it? You know, are they needing safety or are they needing, uh, you know, a feeling of being loved and appreciated, you know, following it all back to their core belief. And that those feelings will exist whether you know your story or you don't. You know, some people do this work that have lost their parents and unable to. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, so it's great for anyone, great for pregnant women and couples. It's really, you know. And it generally takes yeah. place on like a three-day workshop, is it, or how does it actually? Just yeah, three yeah, I do anywhere from one-day workshops all the way up to 10, which is a training. Uh, but generally it's, you know, a Friday night and a, and a weekend. Uh, I also do online sessions and I'm cooking on a couple of online courses. Nice, nice. I'd love to hear um, an affirmation or a quote for you um, in relation to this that, um, yeah, applies some meaning in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this one is from Elena Tanetti Vladimirova, who is the founder of Birth Into Being and uh, creator of the film Birth As We Know It that I was just talking about. And she says, and I, I, I'd love to do her Russian accent, but um, <laughs> try, try. <laughs> uh, going to, I'm not going to. Uh, it, she says, Elena says, the intelligence of nature and of higher consciousness is not supportive of suffering. It is against our nature to be born into excruciating pain. It is simply a bad habit that we as a species adopted a few thousand years ago. Our message is that we can drop that habit and replace it with a beautiful, organic way of bringing the new generation to earth. Nice. And, yeah, I really like that Yeah, I think about videos and things that I've seen of women giving birth. Uh, there, there was this one going around for a while there of um, a South American, probably Brazilian-looking tribal woman. I don't remember where they said she was from. The, the clip was in French and um you know, but it was very, very old footage and she looked like she didn't really know the camera was there and she just birthed so easily and she was completely alone. Apparently her mother was not far away out of, you know, just out, out just within earshot, you know. Uh, and, yeah, this this quote makes me think about that and it makes me think about uh, the joy and the bliss that I experienced with my two births and, yeah, just like any... Um, what's the word for it? Uh, I'm thinking missionary, but I don't like the context of that word. So, you know, but any kind of person with a, a strong purpose, you know, mine has been informed by my personal experience of blissful, amazing birth. And I would like to share that with everybody. And I do feel like it would have last, you know, I totally get this about the limbic imprint because I, I do feel like being born that way puts you in an amazing 
positioned for a beautiful, harmonious and connected life. And that's what I think our planet needs, is human beings who feel connected to each other, to love, to source and to the planet so that they'll make wise decisions as we have been unable. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. That's great. Um, you know, this this podcast has really come out of the space of, of trying to build community as well and, and really reminding mums that no matter where we are, in the world or even mums to be that we've really all got similar concerns and similar struggles and obviously similar wins as well, but more so that we're really in this together. Just touching on what you just said now, I'd love for you, um, Nicole, if you could share with us maybe a time that you struggled, whether personally or professionally and, and just what you learned and, and what was the result just so that we can, I guess, leverage off your learning. Mm. Well, I struggle, uh, you know, sort of cyclically <laughs> and, it, and it usually is connected to my cycle, um, but I struggle cyclically with um, stepping up and forward with this work uh, and putting myself out there because, you know, I'm doing things like interviews like this or um, videos, whatever, and, you know, there's challenges for me in that. As much as I've done loads of work, you know, there's always another layer to the onion, <laughs> as they say. And, um, yeah, you know, I have days where I just question what am I doing with this and, and yeah, I sometimes think about do I stop and get a real job or, you know, do I, I, I question if I make a difference at all by doing this kind of Thing, which does, you know, all adds up to being quite busy, especially as a mother and all of that and with another business. Uh, and I make films and I write and so on. So I, you know, I have a lot of energy for this work, um, but sometimes I question how much I do of it and, and have those moments of self-doubt. Mm-hmm. And then what generally happens is that the universe provides and someone will call or email or send me a Facebook message uh, overflowing with gratitude and, and letting me know how brilliantly their birth went or that they've become pregnant at last. And, you know, it sort of it become, it then gives me the encouragement to know that I am in the right place at the right time and that it's worth all the extra busyness uh, created by birth into being work and I say that with inverted commas and you know because it's so much a love job and so much passion that I have for it Um, but also the traveling for workshops and conferences and stuff uh, running an office from home trying to be a super mum it means that you know yeah I really get a sense of purpose when I get that feedback and I just love that the universe tends to provide it whenever I need it (laughs) to keep on going. No, it's a great message and I think we can all connect to that in all our different, you know, busy mum worlds and, and whatever we're all doing, us listeners. Um, yeah, so it keeps, me on, it keeps me on track, you know, the universe, it feels, I feel supported. Yeah, nice, nice. If you, if you could go back in time knowing what you know now and, and having obviously this, uh, this life that you have these days, what would you tell your um, young pregnant self, um, you know, what would you tell either yourself or a new mum that's pregnant now, just to give her some words of wisdom? Mm. Um, I think that the 
Yeah. I, I got very involved in research when I was pregnant. I read an, a lot and I really enjoyed that steep learning curve uh, and I guess part of it was that I, I was travelling down a path that was unknown in my family. Um, my mother was born in a birth centre over in England and I was born in hospital and so was my sister. Uh, my grandmother, I actually don't know, I should ask her where she was born, but I was doing something completely new and all the family was a bit scared and, you know, so I was researching a lot, I guess, in response to that or wanting to be really informed. Uh, and I, whilst I still had an amazing experience and I feel very blessed with it, I would have loved to have gotten into my body more in that period of my life. And I did the next time round when I was pregnant with my daughter. But, yeah, that's what I would say to young Nicole uh, around pregnancy is, you know, don't, don't um, spend too much time in your head you know, because getting into your body and really, you know, feeling the the joys of having it, an able and capable and healthy body, it's just such great preparation for birth, for being able to, yeah, trust and let go. Yeah, great advice. And what about some of the best <laughs> advice that you ever received? Uh, another quote from Elena is that love is an inside job. <laughs> nice. Mm. Yeah, you don't need to say more than that. That's very clear. Uh, what about some invaluable resources that have got you to where you are today, whether in the, the mothering world or this birth into being world or, or anything that you want to share, books or websites or anything that mums out there would also um, find useful? Oh. Birth as we know it, clearly, the film I was talking about earlier. Uh, yeah, that's an amazing film. I'm a big fan of Gentle Birth, Gentle Mothering yeah. by Dr. Sarah Buckley. I think that needs to be on every mama or mama-to-be's bedside table. And, you know, I read so much about this kind of, you know, the impacts of early life and, and that kind of thing. But actually one of the best books that I've read recently was um, The Grace in Dying. And, yeah, whilst it's not related to everything that I've just been talking about, I mean, I'm sure there are threads, but it's a book that I read. I'm just looking at my bookshelf and it's the one that jumped out at me and it's a book that I had by my side and in my hands when I was um, recently uh, helping my father prepare for his departure, mm -hmm. uh, which he did in December of last year. Uh, and this is the book that I had with me and it's an amazing expression and kind of exploration of the transpersonal experiences of death. And who is it by, Nicole? Kathleen Singh, like S-I-N-G-H. Uh -huh, with a K or a C? Uh, K. Okay. Yeah. yeah. K. Kathleen yeah. Dowling Singh. Anyway, it will be on Amazon. It's The Grace of Dying. And, yeah, it's just absolutely awesome for anyone that's – anyway. Yeah, for anyone that's um, approaching death in, in any way, you know, or death of a loved one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Thank you.
Thank yeah. you for sharing. And I'd love to hear from you, just for our <laughs> listeners out there, how, how can people best get in touch with you and find out more about your services? Obviously, there's uh, some workshops we want to know about and your website and, and if you want to share your email address or anything else. Sure. Uh, so the website that I run for Birth Into Being is birthintobeing.com.au. There is also birthintobeing.com, which both of those websites have an amazing breadth of articles and information about limbic imprint recoding and conscious conception, conscious birth. Um, yeah, there's all sorts of information from both of those sites. Uh, I have a Facebook page, Birth Into Being Australia, and a Conscious Conception Facebook page. And there's a YouTube channel. Yeah, and I do workshops and private sessions and, yeah, got a couple of the online courses, one about conscious conception that is due to start soon. So, yeah, that's that's where you can find me. Brilliant. What's the YouTube channel? Birth Into Being. Oh, great. Easy. Yeah, good. Just yeah. Just jotting this down so I can put in the show notes. Brilliant. Thank you so much for your time. Um, the listeners don't know that it was a little bit of a challenge just because of where you live, so I appreciate um, – the effort as well and um and really just for sharing and giving back and not just on the um podcast here but with the work that you do thanks very much kaz thank you for joining us on this episode of mum's the word please remember to subscribe rate and review us on itunes and join us on our facebook page to help us share the message to more mums all over the world we look forward to having you join us again next time here on your trusted source for all mums everywhere mum's the word This has been a production of TheWellnessCouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on Facebook.com forward slash TheWellnessCouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.